Still, we fucked up. Tell me something encouraging. I just smoked a buck. I smoked a fork. Oh my god, my first year. Yo! It's December 13th. It's Sunday. To be honest with you guys, I didn't want to get up this morning, even though yesterday I went out as well and I had a very productive morning. Um, I know some of you guys had punched me right in the mouth for saying that. Say, how could you say that? You were in deer yesterday and you didn't want to get up this morning to go out and give it another go. But guys, I'm telling you, like, it's tough. I don't know how else to say. It's, it's, it's just tough to hunt. It's part of the deal. It's uh, part of the grind. Um, you know, obviously, now that I'm in my truck driving out, I'm ecstatic and I'm excited. I just didn't want to get out of bed, you know. Uh, it's just that happens to me all the time. And for whatever reason, it it, it just does. I, I don't know. I, I, it's like a mental thing with me. Um, John, JP Outdoors, he always has said, oh, you know, like, for example, when the time changes, right, and it springs forward and you got to get up an hour earlier, in his head, it did nothing changed. It's still two o'clock. So for him, it's always been a mental thing, and he he has no problem popping out of bed. I when I was younger, I had no problem, not one ounce. I mean, I could just bam, alarm would go up. I'd throw my boots on him out the door. That I mean, it was easy. But as I get older, uh, it's not as not as easy as it once was. But that's all right. Uh, I still managed to get out of bed a couple minutes after the alarm went off, and. And I'm out here driving out to my spot now. Um, yesterday is very productive, like I said. It, me and Ryan, we decided, hey, man, let's get out and go. Uh, you know, we're kind of getting down to the wire. Got a couple weeks left, three weeks left or whatever in the A22 season. And depending on time and work and whatnot, you know, I got to take advantage of every opportunity to get out to fill this uh, A22 tag. Um that being said, if, if you guys are in the same situation as me, really take advantage of every opportunity if you got a bow and an A22 tag because reality is is these deer are not behaving the way that they behave in the beginning of the season, right? So in September, October, and November, you know, later as the season progresses, these deer start to act differently, right? So I find that later late season is my favorite time of year. It's more or less kind of like an, it kind of reminds me of, of watching like the go hunt videos, um, and all the YouTube videos of dudes hunting in Arizona with archery. And the reason why is because typically in December, when you find does, you don't find a doe, you find a bunch of does. And also along with that, generally speaking, uh, depending on your elevation, you find bucks with them. And that goes to say for yesterday, uh, I found a bunch of does. Me and Ryan found a bunch of does, and it was really windy. We were glassing these does for about three effing seconds, and I realized at about 3,000 yards out with these does that they were being bumped by a buck. I threw my spotter on my tripod, got up on them, put the phone scope on them, and I got 24 seconds of video. Okay, that's how long it took me to realize that this thing was a shooter and I didn't care what he actually was. All I knew is that he was as white as his ears, right? And I didn't care if he's a forky. I didn't care if he's a three. I mean, obviously, it would be cool to have more footage on it. But the reason why my 
uh, footage, the, the timeline that I had on him is so short is because the wind was so bad that I could tell that these deer in the glass, they were super finicky. They, they were sketched. They were jumping all over the place. The wind would blow and they'd bolt. They'd stop. They'd bolt back to where they were. Meanwhile, this buck is trying to rut this doe. And I knew I had very little time before they made their way to the thick and bedded up. So I was with Ryan and uh, I got phone scope footage of him. I, I pointed him out to him. I said, Ryan, you see those deer? He goes, yep. I said, I'm going in. Right. So I got a little tiny bit of phone scope footage of these deer. Um, just enough to see what the buck was. I actually think that there was a smaller buck with him as well, but uh, I'm not 100% sure. And that being said, I beelined it to him, man, and I, I covered a lot of yards in a short amount of time. I left all my stuff, grabbed my tag, put it in my pocket, and uh, I literally grabbed my bow and, and started jogging. Um, I beelined it straight. I had a plan. Me and Ryan developed a plan in about 30 seconds, and I went for it. And uh, I got into 200 yards, and I lost them. It, it just, it just didn't. It wasn't in the cards for me uh, that particular day yesterday. It, it just wasn't. So it's a bummer. Uh, I, the, it was perfect. The wind was right in my face. It was coming directly towards me. The sun was already rising. It was early, but it was rising, and it was at my back. It was like. As I was stalking in, I was going, this couldn't get any better. Like the wind being in my face the way it is, if these if these deer uh, were to stay there, I, there was a bush in front of the group of trees that they were in that I was going to be able to use cover, use for cover to cross the meadow because it was a big enough bush that the, uh, like the, the silhouette of it, I would be able to allow to back and forth left to right to be able to stay out of the view of the deer as I creeped in that last couple hundred yards and, um, you know, be able to go in on them. But the reality is, is this is mother nature and this is deer hunting and things don't always work out the way that you need them to work. And all you do is you adapt and overcome. So that, that being said, I, I gave it my all. I was hoping to be able to put an arrow in this buck and, and it was funny me and Ryan, after it all fell apart, me and Ryan, we were talking as we were walking out to the truck and he's like, dude, would you have shot a doe? And I absolutely, I would have. And he goes, even with that buck there? And I was like, well, put it this way, bud. If I was to have reached those deer and they were as skittish as they were when I had found them because of the wind, right? And everything was in my face. Like everything was perfect. The wind was in my face. Sun's at my back. When they're that sketched, you still don't have the time you would as if they're nice, calm, and relaxed per se right? Like they're jumping all over the place. They, they're moving back. It's just, they want to bed. That's what they want to do. They want to go to bed. So if the opportunity presented itself for me to be able to arrow that buck, uh, in the short amount of time that I would have when I was in range and absolutely I would have shot that buck over a doe. But the reality is, is like I said earlier, they're deer and they never cooperate. So you know, if a, if a doe would have presented herself in an ethical shot, you know, and we're talking the wind is is ripping, so there's no there's no messing around, you know, 50, 60 yards an hour. That 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 was out of the picture, so it would have had to have been a, a close shot, and uh, 
Yeah, I told him flat out. I, yeah, I would have shot a doe for for sure. I mean, obviously, I wanna I wanna fulfill my tags with uh, legal bucks for sure. I I love antlers on the wall just as much as anybody else, and it, it's a sense of accomplishment that you know to be in the ranks and 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 show all your buddies in San Diego with this platform that yeah, man, another R two R guy got it done on a buck. You know it, but I ultimately at the end of the day, guys, I love hunting. I love being outdoors. I love filling tags. But what matters to me at this point in my in my hunting is is gaining experience, hanging out with buddies, and filling tags. Like it doesn't matter what I fill a tag on. Um, I will tell you that last year I had a handful of opportunities to fill tags on does, and it would have allowed me to fill a tag during the season last year. But I was being you know, picky. And I don't know what it was in regards to my thinking that made me go that way and not arrow a doe. But, you know, uh, I have a new mindset, I guess. I, you know, people change and and my mindset has changed. I, without a doubt, 100%, if I have an opportunity today to fill a tag on a doe, I absolutely will. Uh, Even though I know that that buck is still out there, there's many more bucks still out there um i'm just not going to be picky i mean time is running out Uh, i adopted that new philosophy pretty much you know prior to the season even starting um especially with the blessed season that i've had you know i mean it's it's not like i'm i don't know it's 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 not like i wasn't blessed this season with two awesome bucks you know and and one of my buddies put it into perspective for me and was like well i mean that coos buck you shot is is trophy caliber right like it's not the biggest coos buck but you a lot of people pay a lot of money to go shoot coos deer like that under a guide service so it's like you look at it in a perspective like that and you go okay well he's filled his tag on two great bucks and he was blessed enough to do it i mean obviously hard work was involved but that being said it's still my, my mindset hasn't changed, you know, I'm not like, Oh, you know, I need to, I need to shoot another big buck out of San Diego to cap this season. The way I see it, my season's already capped and, and I I'm looking for meat, man. I, I run out of deer real fast. I eat it all the time. So it's like, for me, I don't want to be greedy, but in a sense, like I would love to put more meat in my freezer. Um, I, I, I go through deer meat like a bad habit, right? So between jerky, chilies, burger, you know, and steaks, I mean, man, that, that stuff goes quick, especially in these colder months. I, I just eat it. And, you know, another thing another thing I touch on is when I'm in the off season is when I, I grind the hardest in the gym. And grinding in the gym, I like good quality meats. And I'm sure all of you guys that are listening to this right now are no no strangers to beef prices and and the expensiveness of it and how pricey it can get you know so for me to have 100 percent organic lean protein in my freezer is is second to none there's without a doubt uh another level in, in nutrition that comes out of the red meat we're able to harvest in the field um the the protein content 
of beef doesn't compare to the protein content to to venison out of the field or elk, right? Any undulant species has way more protein per ounce than beef does. It's just how it works. And that, you know, all of that combined is, like I said, man, in the, in the off season is when I actually hit the gym harder. Like this is when I try to not plateau. This is when I try to break my gains. This is where I try to grind, like this is this is me to make me a better athlete in the field, and I know it's cliche ish. I get it for me to say that, and it and some people might go shut the fuck up, Brandon. Blah blah blah. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, I, I in the off season, man. At any point in time, man, I I'll I'll break off five miles a day, like running. I mean, that, that's I like I like leaning out. I like putting on lean muscle mass. Uh, I like feeling good and it gives me something to do. It's part of the process that I like to do to try to make me a better hunter in the field. I, it's hard to stay stagnant for me. I'm, I'm super ADD. I, uh, I, without a doubt, need to be doing something, you know, and, and me hitting the gym after work or on the weekends when we're just hanging out, it uh, gives me that outlet, that release, right? So, I like having lean red meat in the fridge. So that's why I, I want to fill as many tags as I can. Um, I'm sure we'll do another off-season podcast in, on fitness. I know we have a handful of guys that, you know, we haven't really done. I think we've only done one off-season fitness podcast. And, and a few guys listened to it and actually took it to heart and have ground their pick to get in better shape and make them better in the field um a lot of guys have their own opinions on fitness in the field but but i'll tell you what every single one of us that listen to this podcast or have friends that don't and that are hunters when we're out there we got packs on our bag and you got a little weight on it and you're climbing a hill or climbing a mountain or whatever you're doing every single one of us think we should be in better shape it's just it's it's fact. So goes back to my thing with saying it's cliche-ish because if you look at every YouTube video out there, if you look at every, you know, famous hunter or whoever, you know, any of your – they're always pushing fitness. But as, as, as redundant as it is and as, you know, as ridiculous as sometimes it is, Man, it allows people to be better in the field. I don't care if you're just a duck hunter. Go walk through Worcester a week after a storm and tell me that you don't want to be in better shape walking out to your fucking blind. That mud cakes you like a bad habit. and You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Don't tell me that when you're out quail hunting and your dog is running circles around you, which they should be doing, by the way, but when they... when you're like, oh, I'm dying and your dog is like looking at you, what's wrong with you? There's there's a problem with that, right? It's nothing just to get out and, and, and you know, walk for 30 minutes a day. I try to walk with my wife every day. We try. I don't – I'll be the first one to tell you that it doesn't always happen. But generally speaking, we try to keep each other honest with the amount of time that we walk uh, – in a week, we, we like to do it more and more. And I can, I can wholeheartedly tell you, without a doubt, this goes into a little bit of relationship talk. Without a doubt, me and my wife's relationship is better. 
Not to say that I don't love her as much. Not to say that she doesn't love me as much and any of that shit. But generally speaking, we get along better if we walk after work and get active and stay active together after work. If, if, if it's a routine, it helps us out. If we stay stagnant after work and I go to the gym and uh, she, she comes home and, and just hangs out and grinds on the computer or the iPad for a little leftover homework that she has to take care of, it, it draws us both down because for her, she feels as if you know, she needs to be active. For me, when she gets in those, you know, those moods or whatever, it it affects the way I react to her and the, the snappiness and the tone in my voice. So, you know, it's beneficial for both of us to make, make sure that we both hold each other accountable in physical fitness. And uh, she knows. She, she likes it too. If you guys are feeling depressed at work if you guys are wore down from this covid shit like everybody is man i tell you what get out go go walk maybe maybe go jog around the block start out small if you got a dog that's fat and overweight and you feed it nine cups of food a day and it's supposed to weigh 40 pounds but it weighs 70 get out and walk that fucker you know it's gonna make it a happier dog if it's you know if any of you guys got new puppies uh, and, and they're chewing shit up, dude, you're never going to get away from that puppy's chew, but beating the fuck out of them is not the way to do it. What you do is you walk your dog, you wear them out, right? Go run them. That's what you do. But I see it time and time again. Everybody buy these pit bulls. Pit bulls are great dogs. And, and anyone who wants to argue with me about it, you know, and, and say, oh, bullshit, be like, well, where'd that pit bull come from? Right? If, it, if it's not exercise, it's, it's a terrier breed. The thing needs to run. I'm going on a tangent right now, but I guess what I'm getting at is is being being active is a good thing for everything, right? We're just because we're humans doesn't mean we're not supposed to get that kind of stuff. We're still a, we're still an animal in the chain of life. So, listen, guys, I'm done ranting. I'm on my way out to my spot. I'm meeting old Timmy Coles. I don't know if you guys know him. Uh, I've known him for a handful of years. We actually met at Poway Weapons and Gear. It's kind of funny how it all caught up all went down but that being said you know i'm sure i'll get him on the podcast at some point uh we're going out we kind of hunt the same area and um we're gonna do our thing hopefully i can put a buck down if not man i'll be more than happy to put a doe down and believe me if we do you'll hear about it uh listen it's sunday december 13th don't be lazy get after it if you still got a tag if not start hiking all right guys adios Alrighty, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ridge to Ridge Outdoors, semi-live. Um, I didn't look at the date before I started recording this, but it's Sunday. The following Sunday after my last uh, last trip out. And let me tell you guys, it's cold. I think it's in the 40s right now, and I'm in town. So I can imagine when I get out to the mountains, it's going to be at least in the 20s. But... Uh, yeah, I got, uh, I, I'm tagged out for San Diego. Brandon has the A22 tag. Ryan has the A22 tag. I'm meeting up with Justin. Um, I'm going to try to get him on a buck today. I'm going to be the spotter. It's, uh, it's coming down to, it's coming down to the wire. I'm going to be, uh, be, uh, pushing the fact that he should go after a doe if we get the opportunity, because, 
nine times out of ten, you see a doe before you see a buck anyways. But we'll see what he wants to do. Um, guys, don't forget, we are just a reminder from the previous podcast that we'll be dropping on Monday. I don't know when this one is going to drop. Uh, maybe two, three days after that. But this is just a reminder of those Camp Dirty Meadow shirts. Um, we're going to be selling those to raise some money for Danny Meadows for his shoulder mount for his uh, archery buck and uh, if you guys want to you guys want to get in on that I'll be posting the logo as soon as the post comes out for the podcast dropping of, of the Danny podcast um, that was a real good good time cool guy, cool guy he has a sick archery range I'm going to go shoot with him sometime this week to uh, get away from the crowds at Balboa, but it's okay. Um, I typically like to sight in my bow at Flatland Morley Range. That's just my personal opinion. I sight it in there, and if I have to fine tune it at a different elevation or you know the terrain I'm going to be hunting in, I do so. It's just to make sure that I'm spot on Flatland. So any other adjustments out in the field or you know like i said before the terrain or, or elevation i'll be hunting at it's just fine tuning at that point but um yeah guys 2020's trash challenge obviously still going on uh we're gonna preach that because we want our back countries to be clean clean as possible balloons all that if you guys have parties having uh christmas parties or birthday parties or whatever kind of party you see family member let go balloons you might want to tell them something or uh stop beforehand and yeah guys um that being said gonna try to get out today hopefully justin gets a deer down um i'm pretty sure brandon's going out today and uh, we're gonna all be going out different areas try to try to get something down and it's just I'm already having a struggle waking up. I've been going nonstop since August. Uh, I only had that break in between with my uh, my daughter being born. But um, all right, guys, I'm going to give a shout out to the sponsors of the podcast. And that we'll start with Victory Archery, the Carbonero experts. I just picked up some Rip TKOs, the .204 diameter uh, arrow shafts, and let me tell you, they hit hard. Uh, Vaps are good. V-Force are good arrows. A lot of those arrows are good, so make sure that you guys check them all out so you can find an arrow that best fits you. Um, Tricer USA, the lightest and fastest glassing system on the market. Save some pounds in your pack and be able to go further in the backcountry. And last but not least, Archery Geek Custom Strings. Um, Evan is making good stuff, man. He's a young guy. He's been doing it for years. And uh, he has get you different colors and whatnot whatever you want good material i believe it's x99 and i think you can get other materials and uh use promo code ridge 15 and i believe the promo code for tricer i'm sorry still haven't uh still haven't got it is r2r uh, I, I know we are we've already said the promo code in the past before but it's two o'clock in the morning i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't remember Alrighty, guys uh, like I said before, hit us up on feedback when we do our episodes and uh, all comments and feedback is welcome. All right, guys. Good luck. Have a good one.